0: Welcome back to another Leroy UMC podcast. This week we're continuing in our series titled Common Ground, and our theme is Compassion for Them. So one of the biggest twists in the famous story of Jonah is that Jonah didn't try running away from God's call because he was scared to go to Nineveh. It was because he knew that if he went, God would in fact forgive the barbaric foreign Ninevites, and Jonah didn't want them to be forgiven. God's willingness to invite them is always more radical than our willingness to accept them. Let's send it over to Pastor Matthias. Well, friends, uh, again, apologies if my voice is a little bit rusty. Uh, if, it, if my voice goes out mid-sermon, I think Scott has said he'll come up and finish the message, right? Uh, that was my understanding. Uh, But friends, this morning uh, we are continuing uh, with our worship series, uh, Common Ground. Um, As we've been reminding ourselves each Sunday, the, the whole idea of the series is we Oh, we we do live in divided times. There's all kinds of issues that uh, we discuss and debate. Uh, And so we're taking a look at different divisions in the Bible, the ways that different biblical writers and characters uh, dealt with kind of disagreements, divisions, or or folks who who may not have agreed. Uh, And this morning, we are shifting from the New Testament back into the Old Testament. We are taking a look at the prophet Jonah, Uh, a story uh, that I'm guessing most of us have heard before. However, we aren't focusing on the really famous part. We're not looking at the whale or things like that, but we are skipping to the end uh, of the book of Jonah. Uh, Jonah chapter 3, 1 through 5, and then chapter 4, 1 through 11. Friends, listen now for the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, get up. Go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an extremely large city, a three days' walk across. And Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk, and he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. But this was very displeasing to Jonah, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, isn't this what I said while I was still in my own country? This is why I fled to Tarshish at the beginning, for I knew That you are a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and relenting from punishment. And now, Lord, please take my life from me. It is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, is it right for you to be angry? Then Jonah went out of the city and sat down east of the city and made a booth for himself there. He sat under it in the shade waiting to see what would become of the city. The Lord God appointed a bush and made it come up over Jonah to give shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was very happy about the bush. But when dawn came, the next day God appointed a worm that attacked the bush so that it withered. When the sun rose, God prepared a sultry east wind, and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint, and asked that he might die. He said, it is better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the bush? And he said, yes, angry enough to die. And then the Lord said, you are concerned about the bush, for which you did not labor, and in which... and which you did not grow. It came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not be concerned about Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 people who do not know their right hand from their left, and also many animals. Friends, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever, says the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord of truth, if this message speaks your truth, then may it resonate with someone here and be remembered. But Lord, if this message does not speak your truth, then let it be forgotten in an instant. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. jonah the man who was swallowed by a whale after he ran away from god that is the extent of what most people probably know about the prophet jonah it's a story that we all probably learned in sunday school when we were little kids or heard it vbs or read in a cartoon children's bible about how once upon a time there was a man named Jonah who heard God say, Jonah, go to Nineveh and tell them to repent, who ran away as fast as he could because he was scared. He was afraid to go, who was then swallowed by a whale before finally going to Nineveh and leading the whole city to repent and worship God. And they all lived happily ever after sounds wonderful, and it certainly makes for some great cartoon paintings of whales in our Sunday school classrooms. The only problem is that that isn't how the story really goes. Instead, Jonah may very well be one of the most misremembered, misinterpreted, and misunderstood stories in the Bible. For one thing, if you really want to understand the book of Jonah, you have to understand when it was written and who for. That's rule number one when reading any book of the Bible, right? Always ask who wrote it, when, and why. And the book of Jonah was written for people in exile. Jonah was written sometime in the 6th, 5th century BC, at a time when the Jewish people found themselves living in little impoverished migrant communities scattered all across the ancient world. The Israelites had just gone from being a majority in Israel to now a minority in a non-Jewish world. And Jonah's story reflects that difficult situation that his audience is going through. Think about it. It's the story of a faithful Jewish man who's sent to a strange foreign city to live and preach among non-Jews, just like the men and women who first heard it. Jonah reflects his audience. He shares their fears, their pains, their burdens, their isolation, their separation, and above all, he shares their divisions and their anger. You see, many of those Jewish men and women who were sent off into exile couldn't stand the Babylonian, Persian, Greeks that they now had to call neighbors. And it wasn't just that they were very different, had different religions, different cultures, different values. But so far as many faithful Jews were concerned, foreign Gentiles did unspeakable things. They ate food that God had prohibited. They worshipped false idols. They had unhealthy family dynamics. Not to mention, they were Israel's enemy. The whole reason the Jews were in exile is because foreign nations had destroyed their homes and forced them to relocate. And just like his audience, Jonah despises the foreign barbarians of Nineveh. To Jonah and his audience, God was our God, not theirs. God forgives us, not them. God cares for us, not them. And that, is why Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. Many people think Jonah runs away from God because he was scared or because he thought that he couldn't do it, but that's not really it. Jonah is one of those rare books where you have to read all the way to the very end in order to understand what's been going on. And sadly, most people stop after the whale, shows up in chapter two. After God calls out to Jonah a second time, Jonah does reluctantly go to Nineveh, he does preach, and in a plot twist that the original audience would not have seen coming, the pagan city of Nineveh repents. The Bible saying, and the people of Nineveh believed God, is as dramatic a twist as Darth Vader saying, Luke, I am your father. The city, it is, the city turns from their idols, they fast, they pray and repent, and God forgives them. But this was very displeasing to Jonah, and he became angry. And storming out into the desert alone, Jonah finally confesses to us, his readers, the real reason why he ran from God in the first place. Lord, isn't this what I said while I was still in my own country? This is why I fled to Tarshish at the beginning. I knew that you are a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and relenting from punishment. Jonah is one of the most misunderstood books of the Bible because Jonah didn't run from God because he was scared or didn't think he could do it. No, Jonah ran because he knew that if he went to Nineveh, God would do exactly what God said. The city would repent. The people would change. God would forgive them. God would save them. And Jonah didn't want them to be saved. Jonah didn't want those infuriating, horrible people to be forgiven. He wanted God to be his God, not theirs. Jonah, in a way, turns out to be more of an anti-hero than a hero in his story. However, as cold and harsh as that might sound, before we dismiss Jonah as a villain, I'm guessing the hard truth is that many of us know what that's like. Maybe it was that person who hurt us once, who we just can't forgive the person who doesn't deserve forgiveness maybe it's that person or that group we can't stand to be around or listen to who infuriates us and who we can't imagine God ever taking the side of whatever the issue and whoever they may be we all have Ninevites in our lives people who deep down we aren't sure God could forgive or care about. Jonah is a character who reflects his audience, and in this broken world of endless divisions, sometimes that includes us. Jonah isn't the story of someone who ran from God because they were scared and was swallowed up by a big fish. Jonah is the story of someone who ran from God because they were so swallowed up by division that they didn't want God to care about those people. But the good news, hiding somewhere behind Jonah's story, is that God's willingness to care was greater than Jonah's willingness to accept. Sitting alone in that desert, sulking and wrapped up in his bitterness, God challenges Jonah. God pushes back against his ideas about who is forgivable and who's not, about who God cares about and doesn't. It starts with just a simple question. Is it right for you to be angry? But then it goes a bit further. Being a good preacher, God uses an illustration. He uses a prop. God raises up a bush to give Jonah shade from the heat. Jonah loves it, but then God takes it away, and Jonah gets even madder. And then God gives us the moral of the story. You are so concerned about the bush, God says, about this thing that doesn't matter. Why should I not be concerned about Nineveh? that great city in which there are more than 120,000 people. And there's something truly beautiful about those verses, about God's lesson to Jonah. In the original Hebrew that that verse would have been written in, and in the original language that Jonah's exiled Jewish audience would have heard it in, the word that God uses for concern is... Chus. You're going to have to clear your throat a little bit. Chus. And chus doesn't just mean to have concern in the sense of worrying or thinking about something, but at a deeper level, chus means to show mercy, to show kindness, and above all, it means to care in a loving manner. That's the good news behind the story of Jonah that not everyone sees, that not even Jonah sees. It isn't just that God is concerned about those Ninevites or willing to show mercy to those foreigners, to those people, but as uncomfortable and unimaginable as it is for Jonah, it's that God cares for those people just as God cares For him. In the end, the book of Jonah is like an Old Testament version of the famous parable of the prodigal son. Like the loving father, the story ends with God going out into the desert, into the wilderness, to Jonah. The elder son sulking alone, begging him to come back inside to celebrate this incredible miracle. To come inside and rejoice at the fact that even they have found new life. And just like the prodigal son, the story ends on a very uncertain note. We're never told whether or not Jonah actually accepts this incredible thing that God has done. That's the biggest twist in the story of Jonah. The real question behind the story isn't whether or not the Ninevites, whether those people would repent of their sins, took the Ninevites nothing, all of about two verses to repent. The real question driving the story is will Jonah and his audience repent from their limited understanding of God's love and see the common ground of the radical love that God has for all of them? Jonah is one of the most misunderstood stories in the Bible. It isn't a story about a man who ran away from God because he was afraid, but about how sometimes we push God away when God's grace does not abide by our divisions. And it isn't a story about how God cared for a man trapped in the belly of a whale, but how God's compassion for that person is always greater than our willingness to accept them. It's a story that challenges us, that's meant to. It challenges Jonah to reconsider who can and can't be saved. It challenged the first audience to reconsider who could and couldn't be their neighbors. And it challenges us still today to reconsider who God does and does not care about, forgive, love, Whoever they may be and whatever the issue, whatever side of whatever aisle they may be on, abortion, taxes, gun rights, sexuality, you name it, we all have Ninevites in our lives that we may not always be able to imagine God caring for. And the question this story puts to each one of us is, can you embrace the miracle that God loves them too. In our broken world, our God still asks, should I not care about them? Jonah is one of the most misunderstood stories in the Bible, but the good news is it's misunderstood for the miraculous reason that we worship a God whose grace whose compassion and whose loving care is always more radical than we are able to understand. We all have Ninevites in our lives, but whoever you are, whatever you think, whatever you've done, whatever you believe, and whatever whale you've been swallowed by or whatever Nineveh you might live in, God cares for you and God cares for them. Thanks be to God for it. Amen. (laughs) Friends, please pray with me. Holy God, show us the Ninevites in our lives and call us to go to them with good news. God, remind us of the people that we struggle to forgive, and give us the heart to know that you can. Show us the people we can't stand to be around and give us the compassion to make them our neighbors. And tell us about the people we don't understand and give us the faith to care for them as you care for us. God help us to hear Jonah's story and to learn the lesson that he struggled to understand. That we might be your prophets, proclaiming your good news, that you care. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Again, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you are blessed and that you are a blessing. Go in peace.